Hey everyone, welcome to episode number four of the Empower Good podcast. Today I'm joined by Justin Koo, a good buddy from college. We're talking about personal influence as well as the hills and valleys of being an online influencer. Hey Justin, welcome to the podcast. Hey Joel, thanks for having me, man. Oh yeah, it's really good to have you on, and uh, you know we've been chatting a little bit over the over the internet here a little bit uh, recently to get this set up. But it's exciting. I haven't talked to you in a long time, so I'm glad that you can be here. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a, a few years since we really got to hang out. I know. And uh, just to start off, uh, I just wanted to actually personally thank you for your influence because the podcast, you know, is about influence stuff like that. And the, and I just want to thank you for your influence because in many ways, back when we were we actually went to Bible college together, we did some uh, work together back in the day. And uh, I remember you started CrossFit and then I started CrossFit and then you rock climb <laughs> and I rock climb. So, you, you know, even at, even when we went to school together, you, you always, I was able to look up to you. So it was really cool. And that's, then, that's awesome. I'm just kind of upset. Your beard hasn't influenced itself all the way over to me. I haven't quite <laughs> been able to pick that up from you. I know. I know. Well, Hey, I, I you know, I, I like her on the beard, but you know, you don't have to, you, you pull off the little goatee sometimes though. So. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. But no, even even with your even with you doing the YouTube channel, I was like thinking and, and and debating if I should do it. And I was like, man, if Justin could do it, I could do it too. So I appreciate that. Awesome, and very cool. So, um, yeah. So first question, uh, this uh, something I'm going to be trying to do is is ask who is the most influential person in your life uh, that you know, you know, or whatever, and why, you know, uh, you know what, how they've impacted you. Hmm, that's a good question. There's there's probably a couple different ways that I can go with this. Uh, but pro- I guess the first the first person that jumps to mind is actually my dad. Nice. Uh, in many respects, I'm very similar to my dad, and certainly someone I consider to be one of my closest friends, and uh, you know, obviously a mentor and everything else like that. Someone that I I really try to learn from is is my dad. You know, we have a lot of the same skills, a lot of the same weaknesses, um, and so he's always someone whose opinion that I really really value. And anytime that I'm kind of at a crossroads at life or I have some difficult decisions to be making. I generally try to try to run things by him and I appreciate his input. That's awesome. Has it always been like that? I know when I grew up, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't no. always talk to my parents, but as I got older, you become more self-aware and you start becoming more aware of really their impact on you. Like, how has that been? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely not. Uh, certainly growing up, you know, I had the mentality, oh, my dad's an idiot. Uh, you know, dad <laughs> doesn't know anything, you know, you know, whatever it is that, you know, arrogant teenagers have. There was a season actually in our relationship where we were kind of estranged, where we didn't really, like, I literally wrote him out of my life for a couple of years and mm. talk and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's certainly in the last decade or so, uh, that relationship has mended and I've really been able to gain a lot from it. So I'm very glad uh, our story didn't end like that. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of trying to help uh, young people try to connect with their parents and stuff like that, because for better or worse, uh, you are a product of your parents and you can learn from their mistakes and you can learn from their successes. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. I've actually, one of the the number one things that I've been thankful for recently is my my parents. And I think the older you get, uh, you just realize how huge of an influence uh, they are on your life and whatnot. But just for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, I know you and whatnot, and you've recently started uh, in the last years, two years. Actually, it's coming up on two years, almost two, two years. years. Tell us just like briefly, just like you're, you're a YouTuber, but what do you do uh, and what does that look like? 
Yeah, so uh, I run a YouTube channel called That Christian Vlogger. Um, clearly by the name, it's like a faith-based mm -hmm. uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and I try and discuss, you know, questions and issues relevant to uh, young Christian people, whether that's uh, dating and relationships, uh, sex, taboo questions, difficult things that, you know, oftentimes the church uh, shies away from talking about. I want to talk about those things on my YouTube channel. That's really cool. And I've watched several of your videos and it's just, it's, it's fun to see you do all the different videos and you interview people and whatnot. You know, when you were thinking about starting the YouTube channel, because one of the things that, you know, we believe at Empower Good is the idea of good things should be shared. Oh yeah. If you have something good to offer, like there's a lot of bad people offering people bad things, you know? And mm -hmm. so, you know, in your niche there with, with the Christian podcast, you know, you obviously had to make a decision to start that. Uh, what was the main reason behind that? Even, you know, obviously you want to help people know God more, but at the same time, just more from a broader influence perspective, how did you feel that you could contribute uh, through YouTube? Um, I think part of the answer to that is, you know, in, I don't know what it is like across the world, wherever the listeners are from, but in my local context, um, young people, generally speaking, don't have a voice in the church or when it comes to impacting Christian culture or anything else like that. Um, a lot of churches, especially the more traditional churches, kind of operate from a top-down perspective where I tell you what to do or I tell you what not to do. And, you know, there's, I guess there's value in, in that in certain situations, but I really wanted to, to try and engage young people to, to help them realize, hey, you can think too. You can have a voice. You don't have to just be some mindless robot just doing what other people tell you to do, but your opinions matter and your voice matters. And, um specifically the way that we wrestle about questions and issues related to Christianity will impact actually how you live your life, how you treat other people and what, what kind of a society and world are we creating around us? Mm -hmm. You know, that's one thing that I've come to a realization of as well, that, that, that there's so many people saying so many different things. And when you, when you're doing your, your, your YouTube channel, are you goal is just to like educate and teach or are you wanting other people to inspire them to like start thinking, but then also start communicating ideas as well? You know, obviously it would be great if people started communicating their own ideas. And I think that, you know, to a certain extent, the, the channel does that, but I, I operate kind of on a more basic mm -hmm. goal. And the goal really is just to start conversations, huh. um, which I guess in a certain respect is, is influence because you have influence over the people that you spend time with. Even if you don't have a podcast, even if you don't have a YouTube channel, you don't have a million followers on whatever platform. Yeah. You know, when you, when you go to lunch with a friend or you're hanging out with your family, that's influence. And, and that actually matters. And, and I think it's interesting, you know, when you asked me who influences me the most, it wasn't some, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk that I see on your, your shelf behind you. I just it wasn't some, I, I, I'm ordering it myself. I'm interested in reading it. Um, but it's not like some superstar, though they, they certainly do impact my life. The people that impact my life the most are the people that are closest to me. Mm. And so, you know, that's, I guess, I guess that's part of why I want to start conversations because that's the kind of impact that matters the most. It's the people that you spend, you know, your day to day with. It's the people that you will, you'll spend a lifetime with over time. Uh, so if I can start a conversation, uh, I think that's, that's enough for me. I think that's really cool. You know, and you, you mentioned something there is that kind of like, no matter what you're kind of having an influence, right? You touched on that. And let me ask you this, how important do you think it is to be intentional about your personal growth and development, knowing that you're all, you're continually having an influence on those around you? And, and then also, what are some things that you do 
to, to, I guess you can become the better version of yourself. Yeah, I guess it depends on what, what type of an influence you're wanting to have. You know, influence isn't something to be like attained or achieved. You already have influence, period. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that influence is really, really good. Other times it's like not so good. Like I think about when I was younger, hanging out with my, my younger siblings and I was just kind of a jerk to them. You know, I was having an influence, whether I realized it or not, whether I wanted to or not. Like influence isn't something that you have to reach a level to get. So once you realize that you are having an influence, you can ask yourself the question, am I happy with the type of influence that I'm, that I'm giving out? Am I cool with the quality or the quantity of the impact that I'm having on the world? And um, I don't know. I think it takes a special kind of person to say, yeah, I'm totally good with that. For me, uh, I, I want to I improve that. I want to get better at that. And so for me, at least, I definitely do prioritize growth. I definitely do prioritize um, learning new things and studying and, and kind of educating myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know you finished uh, your degree several years ago, right? But how, like, I know you just said you prioritize growth. Does, does learning stop after college? I mean, that's what a lot of people think nowadays. You know, what's your take on that? Uh, definitely not. In fact, I would challenge the idea that learning takes place at college. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely did get a degree. It was an online degree, uh, business marketing. But did I learn a lot from that degree program? Honestly, the answer is no, I didn't. There was very little that I learned from it. Um, and certain people work well and certain people learn at a school setting and good for them. You know, my wife is one of those kinds of people. She loves the classroom setting. I, I don't, but I love learning. I love studying. Yeah. I love growing. Uh, it's just that a classroom doesn't work for me. So for me, I, f- I feel like I've learned so much. More. I've learned a hundred times more outside of a classroom than I ever have inside of a classroom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, uh, answer your question. No, learning doesn't stop after college. In fact, if you never go to college, you can still learn a lot. You can still accomplish a lot. So I don't want to make a switch here from, you know, talking about just influence in general, et cetera. But I, what I want to do is transition to a lot, some, little bit more practical. And uh, one of the things that's really important is to, you know, in having influence, it's, I would say, in two categories, especially with our modern media, you know, communication, you have the interpersonally and then you have the uh, online media. Now, we want to encourage people to be intentional about spreading their influence and sharing their influence as much as they can. Not everyone's, you know, I guess you could say called to do, let's say a YouTube or a podcast or a, or a blog. What would you say for somebody who's more, let's say introverted or, or more just on the interpersonal, like when you meet people on the bus, when you meet people at school or at work or whatever, like what are some things that you've done to like, you like very practical to actually uh, increase your influence interpersonally? You know, I don't know if this is, I mean, this is probably the opposite of what you're hoping for, but I actually really don't do anything like that. I don't go out of my way to talk to strangers on the street. Like I'm not that kind of a person anymore. I'm the kind of person that once I have good friends, those are the people that I spend time with. And, you know, it's more difficult for me to make a new friend than it is to just like keep a good relationship going. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in a certain respect, I'm introverted. I mean, I know you might not believe that from how we really? how we hung out in college and stuff like that. But yeah, like it's weird. Uh, now I definitely consider myself to be more of an introvert. Hmm. You know, on six days out of seven, you know, I'm at home. You know, before seven o'clock, and you know, I don't go out, and I'm not like out there trying to meet new people all the time anymore. You know, I don't know. So that's not something that I, I prioritize at all. Okay. Um, 
Oh, that's but, totally okay. So more than on the people that you do interact with, or since you are the intro, you're not trying to talk to people more. Maybe is that why you're influencing more people with the online thing then? I don't know that the two are related. Uh, it just that the online thing has happened, something that I happen to be doing, but like my interpersonal relationships, I just, I, I try to invest in the relationships that mean something to me. And I don't think that any, everyone needs to aspire to have a tribe behind them. That's true. But that's not genuine influence. You know, many times it's not, you know, who cares? But if you can influence your little brother's life, if you can have a great impact on a cousin or, a, or your best friend or something along those lines, that's good. Like all you need to do is really just impact someone's like one person's life. It doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. Um, it's cool when you get to all those opportunities matter. But if I had to trade my kind of like online influence for my interpersonal influence, I mean, I would, I would side with the, the personal one every time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that's, that's so true because I think it's important to become self-aware about the ideas, you know, like where are your talents? What, what are you better at? And like, for example, you, I'm an extrovert. I love talking to people. Just, I went on a walk today and I was talking to the, to one of the, uh, the, the gardeners. Awesome. Whatever. I, w- I would never do that. Exactly. So that's cool though to see because, you know, there's quality and quantity, you know, you can spread yourself thin. And even though I'm an extrovert, I'm not spreading myself thin, but for somebody like you, you would. So, you know, investing in a few people, just like your dad impacted you, you know, it'll have a bigger uh, bang long-term, at least in your book. So that's really cool to hear. And I think that's important for a lot of people because they see like my channel on Instagram, et cetera. And they're like, I want to help people. I want to influence people, but I don't have the enthusiasm like Joel or like just, you know, you have it on, on, on your videos as well. Sure. Um, let's move into the online space real quick. Okay. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you make videos and like, what's the hardest thing about being an online uh, influencer? It takes a, like, it takes a lot of work, but at the same time, it doesn't like, it's fun and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. You know, what's the hardest thing with, with doing online influencing? Um, I would say consistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where everything really, you know, thrives or dies is, is through consistency. Anyone can go to the gym once on January one, anyone can do that. I didn't even you do know, that. <laughs> I, I mean, anyone theoretically could, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. you can, you can have enough willpower to make one video, to shoot one podcast, to write one blog article, to talk to one person, like anyone can muster that up. It might take a, a little bit more for certain people. It might be harder for others. Like, but by and large, we can do it. The, the, the challenge is, is showing up the next day and doing it again and, and again and again and doing it a hundred times, doing it a thousand times. Um, so consistency, I think, is, is really the, the, the most difficult component of it. Uh, there's, there's discouragement. There's challenges. There's uh, boredom. There's, you know, whatever it is. Uh, just yesterday, I was posting man, on, on Facebook. I was like, man, why is my life, it seems to like yo-yo back and forth between like moments of intense and overwhelming like novelty and excitement to where it's like nerve wracking and then seasons where like I am just bored out of my mind like with the, with I, the online influencer thing with the YouTube channel. yeah with, with everything with life like just yesterday I was like man I'm so bored like I, I just like I can't like I like <laughs> mentally I'm not stimulated at all I'm not emotionally motivated at all to continue doing what I'm doing hmm. and it's not like I haven't been doing nothing it's just like I'm just bored. I don't want to do it anymore. Like in a certain part of me doesn't want to do it anymore. And so what do you do in that moment? Are you consistent or are you not? Do you continue to press through? 
when you get haters showing up and when you get people who say, Hey, you suck or your content is trash or whatever, yeah. like, what do you, what do you do? Um, that consistency is really important. Yeah. I just got to keep on anyways. You know, that actually kind of leads me to the next question, which is what is your favorite part of doing that? But let's pause that for a second and ask, what do you do in that? Like when you need to dig deep, because obviously you know that you're doing it because you want to help other people and it's a meaningful cause that you're doing it for. What do you do when you're in that situation? Like, how do you dig deep? How do you get out of that? Like, what do you think about? Like, where do you go to, to get out of the, the fog there? Um, I think a large part of it is I try my best to not allow my emotions to control what I do, what I say, even how I feel. That's kind of a weird thing to look at. But my, I, I don't look at myself being in the passenger seat and my emotions being in the driver's seat. Mm. And I think a lot of people do this. Oh, I, I feel unmotivated. Therefore, I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. For me, I try to take my contrary emotions or my lack of emotions and actually use that as the catalyst as to why I'm doing something. The other day, I, I had decided it was a rest day. didn't want to go to the gym or it wasn't scheduled to go to the gym. So I'm driving past the gym and I'm like, man, I, I'm so glad I don't have to work out. I really don't want to work out today. Once I realized that that's how I felt about it, I exited the freeway and I went to the gym because I said, you know what, I'm not going to be a slave to how I feel right now. And so, I mean, not that I do this successfully every day. Of course, there are moments where I don't feel like doing something and I completely just like give up or whatever. But I, I try to make it a habit of actively fighting against how I feel in a moment. Hmm. If I don't feel like if I don't feel rather inspired to make, you know, the next video, then I'll make three videos instead, you know, or something nice. along those lines. Like I try and fight it. And, and, and I think that that has helped me a lot. Yeah. And I think that, I think something that's kind of reoccurring here when it comes to like, no matter what it is, if it's a downtime or just doing YouTube in general, like consistently is just being intentional and, and making decisions based on what needs to happen, what should happen and the good of others. And also the, the good of yourself in the case of, you know, going to the gym or doing a video, et cetera. That's, sure. I, that is really important right there. Let's go to the one that I had a second ago. And that is what's your favorite part? I mean, when you when you're like on that cloud nine, uh, is it the comments? Is it like meeting new people? Because I mean, you've obviously met people you never knew before through the online. What, what is it that like just makes your day? It's a good question. Um, comments are nice. You know, it's whatever. Um, seeing the views, you know, all those like vain metrics. Those are nice. Like, let's be real. Followers, subscribers. Yeah, it's cool to see that grow, but you'd be surprised at how how much less of an impact they have than you think they would. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you're at the beginning of something, you oh, I've never done this. I want to get my first hundred people or a thousand people or whatever the numbers are. Like you'll feel good about it, but then at some point it's just like, who cares? Who cares how many people watch this? Who cares how many people comment? Like, um, like it 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 doesn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things. Um. And I don't want to sound like, I guess I I want to hold that thought in tension with that. I'm definitely not ungrateful for when people watch or when people comment or anything else like that, because some of the comments actually are quite amazing and are are pretty cool to see the impact. But my point is, is that that's actually not as fulfilling as I thought it would be. Hmm. That's interesting to hear because a lot of people pay attention to their metrics. Right. And and that makes sense. Like I get why. And and there there are seasons of my life where I'm definitely focused on metrics and it means a lot more than it probably should. But like, 
big picture wise, the metrics don't really matter. What matter are like individual stories and individual people um, and individual experiences that you can have through it. I guess I've been thinking more about what really, what really matters. Um, why am I doing this? Um, you know, over the last year, I'll give you an example. This last year, I've gotten to do a lot of traveling. Um, and this, due to the nature of life, a lot of this travel has been done solo without my wife. With uh -huh. And so I was in Europe for a couple of weeks, uh, Italy, Rome, Germany, Switzerland. I went to Australia, London. Uh, I was all over the U.S. Like I was, I was in a lot of places and it, wow. it was cool. It was very awesome. But I didn't do it with my wife because of work and things like that she had to do. And I realized that, you know what? While it was cool to be in those places, um, I wasn't nearly as happy as I was at home. Yeah. <laughs> with the people, with the person that, that matters most to me. Yeah. You know, I didn't go anywhere uh, uh, mind-blowingly amazing uh, this last Christmas. I spent, you know, like a week with my brother and his wife and their newborn child. And that was awesome. Like, that was so cool. And so um, what do I like most about having a platform like this? Certainly the metrics are cool. The impact, meeting new people, all that's great. Like it really is, mm -hmm. but it's not the coolest part. I think the coolest part of having it is being able to say, hey, what do I want to do today? Do I want to spend time with my family today? Do I want to go to California and, and visit my, my nephew? Um, do I want to do a date day with my wife. And, and for me, the thing I think that I, I value the most is the flexibility, the control over being able to choose how I want to spend my day, how I want to spend my life and not being a slave to some corporate entity. Yeah. So really the freedom of being able to do that, because, you know, you could do a video anywhere uh, or you can, you know, whatever and, and whatnot. And that's, that's yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, even me, I could do podcasts anywhere. You just bring your stuff and you, you go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. really cool. Hey, one of the one of the last questions um, that I want to ask here, we'll just do this real real short here. Um, actually, before the before the last one is just like some resources because I want to learn more. My listeners want to learn more. What are some resources that have been that have been really rocking your world recently? It could either be a book or a podcast channel or like a video that you've been watching that just that helps uh, that that's been rocking your world. In in relation to what subject? Oh, it could just personal development, something that's going to help somebody that wants to grow personally to learn more and also to learn how to share, you know, either if that's interpersonally or online. Um, let's see. Get turned on to Simon Sinek is obviously a really good influencer in kind of the, the marketing world. He talks about the book, uh, Start With Why, uh, a really good, actually, he blew up because of a, a TED Talk a number of years back. Um, that's really valuable in my opinion. Uh, the whole premise is why do you do the things that you do? Nice. Not, not so much what are you doing or how are you doing it? Like those, those questions matter, but why are you doing it? And for me, um, that's kind of like my, my North Star. That's my, the thing that I keep coming back to whenever I have questions about should I go down this route or should I not go down this route? Should I, like whatever decisions I'm trying to figure out. I, I like to default back to my why. What is the motivation behind what I'm doing? What is my hope to, you know, what am I hoping to accomplish? Um, so that's a, a really good resource to start off with. Simon Sinek's video. You can just search it on, on YouTube. Start, start with why. Awesome. And what about a book? A book? Um, 
That's a good question. Uh, I, I see the book on, on the, your back shelf. That's probably my next read, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, another good, I mean, he's done like three or four books and all of them have been pretty good. So, I, you know, that one comes to mind because I see it in the video feed right You're now. welcome. <laughs> Check it out. There you go. There's a softball. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. We only got like a minute left here. With uh, that in mind, what is your parting advice to anybody that wants to consider starting a channel or just that knows that they have something good to share, but they don't know where to start. I mean, you know, if they want to do a blog or a blog or an Instagram channel only or whatever it is, they have something good to share and they want to get it out there that what's that advice? Yeah. Um, start with what you have. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, if you do a great job with the little that you have, then you're going to do a better job when you have more, whether that's influence or resources or talent or skills or whatever the case is. Don't be um, hamstrung by what you don't have. A lot of times you can focus on the negativity. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I can't do this. I can't do that. And, and that may be very real, like, like genuinely. When I first started YouTube, there was a lot that I could point it towards that I couldn't do or didn't have. I didn't have a budget. I didn't have the nice cameras. I didn't have uh, any of the software or even the ability to use a camera or software or anything else like that. But instead... Yeah. I wanted to focus on what did I have? What, what was the skill that I, I, I could implement? And start with that and, and do your best, grow it. And over time, you'll be so surprised as to what you can build uh, when you do it like one block at a time. So yeah, yeah, give it a shot, be consistent and start and, and just allow time, uh, allow time and, and the, the journey to be your teachers. I appreciate it, Justin. I've learned okay. a lot and uh, it's good to connect again. It's been a while, but uh, maybe we'll bump into each other. Maybe I'll be up there. Or you'll be down here or whatever. Uh, yeah, but, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Love, love to have you back up here. And uh, definitely thanks for having me on uh, the podcast. No worries. And how can people get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you can just search on YouTube, that Christian vlogger. Um, and I'm on all the appropriate social medias, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at jku j-k-h-o-e um yeah send me send me a message love to talk to you awesome appreciate it justin well have a good day take care man wow what an inspiring episode i really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen you know it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe rate and review this podcast as well as visit empowergood.org to get all the latest updates on episodes coming up and other exciting things that happen. Finally, I want to say a big thanks to the Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Joel, Jasmani, and Brian. You guys are awesome. We'll see you in the next episode and remember to empower good. <laughs>